You're listening to Purpose Scaping, a podcast to help high achievers like you get to know yourself deeply, find meaning and fulfillment, and go from doing what you can do to doing what you were born to do. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn, and here I'll be sharing personal brand insights to help you explore your depth and substance over the superficiality of being seen. If you followed a prescribed path, feel like you've done everything right, yet are still in search of yourself, join me as I share my tools to help you clear a path to your purpose. I consider it one of the great fortunes of my life to still have my 90-year-old grandmother. She has been a kindred spirit since my childhood when I would spend summers with her at her home in southeastern Georgia. While I didn't know it then, I was unwittingly soaking up a way of life and understanding of nature that underlies the purpose-scaping philosophy. While many of the ideas I've stumbled upon in recent years seemed novel to me upon discovery, I realize now they're actually principles the farmers and educators in my family have lived by for generations. I had the fortune and honor then to interview my grandmother in person at her home in the fall of 2019. As I was starting to put scaffolding around the purpose-scaping framework, I wanted to hear directly from her how the concept of self-actualization through the seasons directly corresponded to the seasonal activities she remembered from farming. I believe nature holds all the answers we seek if we're open enough to see how she speaks to us. In this short series of episodes, you'll hear a breakdown of the four seasons in my grandmother's words and my own interpretation of how farming or cultivation of any kind is a vivid metaphor for clearing a pathway to your purpose. We have successfully gone through a cycle of spring where we prepared the ground for our seeds, we fertilized it, make sure the soil is at its most productive state, its most fertile, ready to bring life forth state. And we've got new plants that are growing and they're fragile, so we're making sure we're handling them with care. But after a while, summer rears its head. And so we've talked about kind of the, the themes of summer. And from what I understand, the main things that crop up during the summer season of rapid growth and um, kind of repeated harvesting are you're managing the growth of your perishable crops. So the crops that, you know, if you don't pick them and kind of put them to use quickly, they will rot or just kind of ripen and become um, bad. You know, you think of perishable things in the grocery store, things from the garden. But we're also managing the threats that are most evident during the summer months. So first, talk to us about managing 
threats. What threats? I, I heard you say like the main threats are drought, weeds, and insects. So tell us about how you kind of manage those threats on a farm um, or you manage them or helped manage them. You began uh, with the threats, um, the threats to farming in summer. In this area, uh, drought is a threat. And if you are if you are unable to have irrigation on your farm, you will probably lose most of your crops, depending on how long the drought is. But if you have a normal season with rains and sunshine, then you have to think about the bugs, the mm -hmm. pests that uh, attach themselves because bugs and worms have to eat also. <laughs> <laughs> so they are looking for something to eat. And uh, then I think you said, what was the last story? Weeds. Oh, weeds. Oh, yes, because uh, with, with proper weather and you have rains coming and you have fertilized everything, you have to realize that the weeds are not going to just sit down and say, no, they're going to continue going also. So you have to continue working in, in those areas in order to keep that down so you can, you know, produce the crop. So you talked about what would happen if you don't have irrigation and there is a drought and your crops don't get enough water, they, they die. But what about if the weeds overtake your crop? Like if you don't weed out those weeds and if you don't get rid of the bugs and the insects that are after your crops what hap what could, what are some of the potential catastrophic things that could happen in those scenarios if you don't get rid of the bugs or the weeds you won't have a crop because the bugs will get rid of your crop for you and the weeds will choke it's really it's really strange but they will choke out your plants so it's just a continual fight against these threats. We can do nothing about the weather. Or if we don't have irrigation, we just have to sit there and suffer and lose everything. I think what's so interesting is at the very time when the crops are at their best and all of your hard work during the spring is starting to come to fruition and you're beginning to see the evidence of that hard work, the threats are at their most potent. And I think that you could see some definite parallels between that and finding your purpose and expressing your purpose. You know, when you aren't doing anything, the threats are nowhere, right? Like threats only emerge when there's something to threaten, right? And so, you know, the insects and the weeds aren't coming out just to hang out with dirt. Like they want to be in the mix with the fertilizer and the, the wet soil and the good tasting vegetables because it's good to them too. And so I think if you can anticipate that, just like a farmer would, right? You wouldn't expect the weeds to not come. You're prepared for them and you understand that. If I'm doing something good on this farm, if I'm growing something good, I, I can only expect weeds and, uh, and insects and animals to want a good piece of it too because I've got something good. And so for those of us 
who get discouraged when um, negative things happen to us or, um, you know, we have just bad circumstances in our lives when we're setting out to do something good, think of it as the farmer would and understand that if you didn't have something to threaten, the threats wouldn't emerge. So tell us about just the... Um, managing the growth of perishable things because you talked us up through spring of you know getting the ground prepared and the, the first tender plants coming up so now that we've got plants that are a little more mature and they're maturing quickly and they're producing fruit how do we keep managing that growth through the rest of the summer to make sure that we are both not letting things stay on the vine too long and rot, but also we're preparing for the different stages that may occur on the farm. You told me, you're looking at me crazy, you told me that you know, you've got you got to get your stuff down, and then you got to sell it and put things away for later, and then decide what you're going to keep, and and then maybe there's another crop that's coming a little later that you're making the room for, and you're getting the stuff down to give to the animals. So it's a lot of moving parts. Yes, it is, and you're doing some of the same things that you did during the spring of the year because some of your crops that you have planted planted later in the season. Well, it, they are mature, so you've got to look after them. And for, for small farmers, as I said, um, in most small towns, we have farmers markets, or and some some farmers will sell things door to door. It just depends. Some farmers will sell to grocery stores, and in this area now. Farmers are planting things that can be sold to schools because everyone is thinking about nutrition. For example, are blueberries. Now, blueberries were not that popular. Mostly they were wild when I was a child coming along. But now we have blueberry farms. Or they are, we have, and they, these are small farms because you can, you can, um, reap a bountiful harvest from maybe three or four acres of blueberries and then our veggies like cabbage or carrots things like this see farmers can do all of this and this is an immediate source of income you you're still busy with your other the other parts of your farm also you can't just I'm abandon and let it go. You can't just plant it and say, "Well, I'm going to let, I'm going to have to work over here, so I'm going to have to let this go." You got, as I said, there's something to be done all of the time, mm -hmm. and most small farmers also have animals that they have to look after. They have a few cows, they have a few hogs, and they sell these also. So you have to. You, you know, you're always busy. You've got to take them to market and get them slaughtered and, and are sold. Well, you sell them before they are slaughtered, actually. Really? And so it, it is just something all of the time. Summer is such a busy time, and it is so good for Labor Day to come in September because we know that fall is coming. And then you basically have crops like peanuts that you have to 
pull out of the ground, let them dry, and then go and, ha and use your machine to get them picked off, take them to the silo, take, uh, sell them, and your soybeans are beginning to get ready to be harvested. So you are just busy, busy, busy doing something. I am so grateful to my grandmother, Etheldra K. Miller of Swainsboro, Georgia, for generously sharing these gems with us. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, like it, and share it. And talk back to me on Instagram. I'm at Purposecaping.